Welcome back, folks, to the Mel Wright Real Estate Show. It's episode 141. We've got a great guest here. We've got Courtney Blair of Zippy Content joining us, and we're going to be discussing all things podcasting and how you can utilize podcasts in your local community to get much more quality leads and to build your network. Courtney, thanks for coming on the show. Would you like to do a quick introduction? Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, I'm Courtney Blair. I own and operate Zippy Content uh, with a small team. What we do is we represent authors, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, real estate professionals, uh, investors. Uh, we we represent all all kinds of people, and we find them interviews on podcasts within their niche. And you've got guests for me, haven't you? <laughs> yes, yes, lots of them. <laughs> uh, and I've got my great new co-host. Um, he's come back for a second try. The first, the first show he did with me didn't put him off for life, and that's Robert Newman. Would you like to quickly introduce yourself, Robert? Sure. I'm the founder of an inbound marketing company that focuses on real estate called Inbound Real Estate Marketing. I have 10 years experience in the real estate vertical. I've uh, run sales teams for very well-known real estate technology companies. Probably top on the list would be Agent Image, but there have been others as well. And um, yeah, I'm back for a second time. Uh, John, you didn't quite manage to scare me away. No, not quite. Um, I'm child friendly, so there we are. Uh, um, so I'm the founder. <laughs> I'm <a> child. <laughs> okay. English sarcasm, I'm sorry. No. Uh, um, um, I'm the founder of. <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't, go out. I didn't mean that. Um, I'm the founder of Mailwright, and uh, we're a marketing platform uh, with a number of software um, systems to get you quality leads, mostly through Facebook. So, um, Courtney, let's go straight into it. So, um, what got you started with the crazy world of podcasting? <laughs> well, I kind of uh, dove into it just out of necessity. Um, at the time, this was about almost four years ago now. Um, I was pregnant and just out of a job. Um, it's kind of hard to find a job when when people know you're going to be taking a few months off, you know. So um, I just started working from my computer. And I, I kind of started just by freelance writing. And I, that was like the only thing I knew to do on the computer from home, you know. So I was just writing. And it wasn't happy. And so I contacted my dad, uh, Mike Bundrant, who is in the psychology realm, self-help, personal development, um, NLP, stuff like that. And he has courses and um, stuff. He's a, he's a coach and um, he still does therapy and stuff like that. So he told me that he wanted me to find him interviews on podcasts just to talk about everything he was doing. So he was actually my very first client. Um, and... It was kind of crazy, really primitive, you know what I mean, in terms of outreach and just, um, you know, tracking the interviews and booking and stuff, very primitive, you know. So I spent a couple of years with him just kind of fine-tuning it, dialing it in, and um, I turned it into something that people would pay me for, you know, like a service that people actually thought was valuable, you know. So um, that's where I'm at now. Now I'm representing a lot of people, and um, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been about four years. Oh, great. So um, what are some of the key things you've learned through those four years around how podcasting can really help somebody develop their brand? 
Well, at first, when I first started doing this, I, I really was just looking at it like, okay, cool. Like, you know, just a cool interview thing where you just interview each other and get to know each other. And I didn't even realize what a business tool podcasts were. Like out of all types of media and PR, I believe in the podcasting industry more than anything. Um, and I just kind of had to learn it along the way. And I had people tell me how they were, you know, how they were being benefited by it. And so some of the ways, um, first and foremost is SEO. So a lot on the back end, if you're having, um, if you're doing several podcast interviews uh, over, you know, a few months or six months or a year even, um, and you're having each of these podcasters share your website, share your sales funnel, you know what I mean? Share all of your stuff. Um, you're going to have exposure to that stuff. Okay, sweetheart, you're going to have exposure to that stuff that um, would have never been there otherwise. And Google's going to be more likely to pull you up first because you're just being shared all over the place, all throughout people's networks. You know what I mean? So um, that's, that's the first benefit on the technical side that, that we've noticed. So especially if you have a sales funnel, your funnel is going, and it's being circulated throughout email list and social media platforms. I mean, that funnel is, is getting exposure that it would have never had otherwise, even if it's a paid ad funnel as well. You know what I mean? Like there's just so much more circulation happening when you're doing a lot of interviews on a lot of different shows, you know? So that's, it, that's a great, great benefit um, that, that people are seeing. Aside from just pulling in interviews off of this, you know, it, it's easy to opt in to, to um, you know, to work with these people right off of the live interview. And it's, you know, it's incredibly powerful tool. Hey, John. Yeah. I want to weigh in just real briefly because... Oh, please interrupt anytime you feel free. <laughs> she, she mentioned something and I want to add a, <laughs> a small bit of... of I, I want to add a slightly more detailed perspective to something she said because... Um, so, so in terms of SEO, search engine optimization and inbound marketing content, you can do a lot of different type of content by podcast, YouTube, but here's what's driving Google results. It's user engagement. So Courtney, to put a slightly more technical perspective, if you add, so everything that you're mentioning is if, if your stuff is being shared, if you have a good podcast and some, somebody has thrown a link of your website into your podcast, which John does, then you're going to have some backlinks coming into probably a primary website or a primary destination. You're calling it a marketing funnel. Like ClickFunnel does these little like destination pages that have a sub URL and then all those right. aimed at that page. There's some SEO benefit, but the real benefit though is if you have a website and you're doing a podcast and you throw that podcast and now if you're doing it as part right. of a larger post or something else, you now have a lot of user engagement. Like right now we're doing a three-way video. We're going to have a podcast. So if somebody stays on the page or they happen to listen to you and you've connected a couple of keywords to the podcast, that is actually mm -hmm. going to give you a really good tool to potentially rank for a small handful of keywords that are then associated with your website. And if you, if you really know what right. you're doing with SEO, podcasting can, can be can be dangerous in the hands of an experienced marketer. Like you can really do a lot with them. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, absolutely. Give you a little. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's great. Yeah. Thanks for that, Robert. Um, so, um, you know, in probably in the second half, um, we're going to talk about how real estate agents can utilize it themselves in their local market. But um, to continue this initial discussion, Courtney, um, 
what are some of the mistakes you've seen people do when it comes to podcasting? <laughs> oh man. Well, um, just on the guest side of things, if you're, if you're going to be a guest on somebody's podcast, um, there's definitely a proper guest etiquette, uh, to follow. You know, I, I definitely think it's smart to just research the podcast, you know what I mean, and, and research the demographics of the audience and, and what are typically discussed, which is a pretty much a no-brainer, you know what I mean? Um, but, and then just, you know, showing up, I've, I've been dealing with a lot of people who have just been sort of flaky in terms of the interviews themselves, you know what I mean? So it's, that's really important to make sure that they actually happen. Don't <laughs> um, turn it up, it's not great, is it? Yeah, it's it's rough. <laughs> um, what, uh, what I would say about Courtney and her team is that they, I found them to be very professional with their outreach and the booking. Uh, and, just uh, just out of curiosity, uh, I, I have a I have an amateur's question here. How does that how does that actually <laughs> work? Like like so, you're outreaching, right? You're like you're pulling asking, in the interviews, right? Yes. How does that work? Like so. Like, like, how we actually pull in the interviews is uh, we, we have a network that we regularly work with that I've been building for, um, for quite some time uh, that's going on about 400 podcasters right now that just we regularly send guest suggestions to, and if they're a fit, they, they accept them. Um, and then we also have a team that they send guest suggestions to podcasters that we've never worked with every day for every client. So the network is like doubling over itself all the time. Um, based off of our needs within the niches, you know what I mean? So um, we, we really, really tailor outreach and um, I've really been on top of my team just in terms of like making sure that it's super professional and like really relevant, you know, because um, in the beginning it was kind of hard for me to do by myself and I, I had to learn a few lessons the hard way just in terms of like the right ways to do outreach and how to really connect with people in a way that makes them think, okay, this is a professional, you know, like I'm getting a cold email, but this is a professional and I want to work with them. You know what I mean? So it, it kind of took a little, little bit. I didn't really have anybody that I could ask advice from at the time because I didn't know anybody who was doing anything like this. You know what I mean? So I kind of just had to like trial and error it the whole way. And, and we luckily ended up somewhere that, that, um, that people think is really professional. <laughs> so that was, I mean, it's, it's been a, it's been a road, but it's, it's been great. Yeah. Now we've got it all dialed in. So some of our real estate audience, especially my audience, which I'll blast this out to, um, I, some of them are going to ask the question of like, they want to do a podcast themselves and they're going to, they're going to, I know they're going to be thinking to themselves, well, you made a lot mm -hmm. of mistakes. You've just mentioned trial and error. So, so for those right. people that might be trying to do a DIY, which, which in real estate, you really have 20% of the profession has money and a budget to market themselves. And then the other 80%, unfortunately, mm -hmm. are like you were four years ago. They're struggling yeah. and they just don't have a lot. So there's going to be a lot of that audience is going to be going, how, do, how would I do that myself? And she just said she made a lot of mistakes. Oh, my God. Name a couple of mistakes that you made that, that are like easy pitfalls that somebody who might be trying to do outreach themselves could avoid. So... Um, definitely first and foremost, mind your spam laws and <laughs> that like, you don't want to send too many emails per day. Really make sure that each email you send 
is researched and you're not just like blasting people. You know what I mean? And you're actually like being super personal and you watched an episode or whatever it is, whoever you're trying to connect with, you know what I mean? It's a personal message. You're, you want to think of the email as um, almost like you're emailing a friend, even though you've never spoken before. You know what I mean? Like nobody likes to feel like they're being sold to, especially when it's an email that they're receiving from somebody they don't know. You know what I mean? So very tailored emails. Um, don't just like pick a group of people and then blast them. That's terrible. (laughs) That's terrible. Don't do that. Um, you know, so, um, that was definitely one that I learned the hard way in the very beginning. Um, and I even had a couple emails shut down because they, you know, somebody reported me as a spammer when I wasn't spamming. Like it was, I was, they were legitimate for me to reach out to, but I didn't do it right. And they felt like I was spamming them. And so it's like easy for that to happen. People surprisingly get really weird about emails. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, um, definitely make sure that you're just coming across as a human person who is not selling and is just trying to connect it for a relevant reason. Okay. I'm, I'm actually, I, I'm I'm going to reveal the fact that I am I am always fascinated by this because I get so many contact requests off my my blog. It's insane. I don't have time to read them mm-hmm. all. The only ones that capture my attention are people that have obviously read some of my content. Like they they're mentioning something where it's just Hi. impossible to fake. Hi. Hi. Um, right. <laughs> what? Like, uh, did you really listen? To something like as you built up your experience in doing this, did you really legitimately listen to some of the like some of your perspective podcasters' content? Yeah, definitely. Especially, um, especially now I have a team now, you know what I mean? So that's what they do. They just spend their time like researching and getting to know these people. But in the beginning, um, yeah, I, I was only representing a small amount of people. You know, I only had maybe 10 clients and I had the time to just really spend my time getting to know, you know, because I was so new in the industry and I was honestly being that I didn't, I had never heard of anybody that was doing what I was doing. I was kind of insecure about my place in the podcasting industry because I didn't know if podcasters were going to like me or if I was going to be like a pain, you know what I mean? Like I didn't know how I was going to be received, you know what I mean? So just in terms of like pitching guests, I definitely like did everything I could to just make sure that, that I wasn't going to be looked at like some, you know what I mean? Willy nilly. Like it's not, you know what I mean? Never going to be a successful person in the industry that, you know what I mean? Like I really wanted to make sure that, that whatever I presented to anybody who was a new potential contact was like completely legit, you know? Right. And that they knew I was like paying attention to them and that I was like, I was really trying to align the guests rather than just send them suggestions, you know. Oh, that's great. I think we're going to go for our break, folks. We'll be back. We'll be discussing the power of podcasting okay. more with um, Courtney. And we'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back, folks. Certainly uh, Blair's been our guest. Um... So, like I say, our audience are mostly real estate professionals. And um, one of the things I was going to um, ask you is, I think it's a super way of, 
if you're doing a podcast in your local community, city and town, it's a great way of increasing your network and increasing your um, self-promotion in your local area. Would you agree with that, Kutney? I absolutely agree. If there's anything I believe in, it's that podcasts in general are one of the most incredible networking and marketing tools out there. Because um, I, I think you find if it's done in, you know, you do that outreach, if you do a cold outreach and say to somebody, you know, I love you to come on my podcast and talk about, let's say you're the mayor of a city and um, it's a great way for that individual um, to communicate with the local community and they're probably going to say yes, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And just, yeah, just on a local level, it's an incredible way to just get to know, you know, the big people in the, in your community, the movers and shakers that are, that are really doing things and, and just spread the word about yourself. Ultimately, I mean, you're, you're, you're leveraging each other's audiences and networks by, you know, just associating with each other in person and online. And you know what I mean? So on a, on a local level, if, if, you know, you work, you obviously in real estate, you work on a local level. It's, it's incredible way to just pull in new people and make new contacts and even, um, just, you know, grow your audience online, um, outside of a local level. You know what I mean? It's, it's a great way to do things. Now, have you got any kind of insights about the easiest way that people can get, if they're looking to start a local podcast, um, what the easiest way to get started? I would imagine you've been asked this a few times, so maybe you can got some advice around that. I I have been asked this, and really, it just depends, in my opinion, on um, you know on how how big you want to go in terms of production and everything like that. I, I plan on starting my own podcast and I'm going to have a professional with me behind the scenes that's handling editing and production and stuff like that. But then there are some people who they handle it all themselves. I even know a couple who um, it's mostly done from their phone. You know what I mean? And it's all, you know, so really that's the beauty of the podcasting industry is that it, you can tailor it to fit your lifestyle just depending on how, how hard you want to go, you know? So um, yeah, it, it just depends on, on which direction you want to take it. And, but I would, I would recommend if you really, really, really want to, um, take it to the next level to, um, just talk to somebody who that's what they do is, is help people start podcasts and, you know, like handle, handle the, um, production and stuff like that. That's what I would recommend. Unless yeah. that you're, you're just, you know, you're good at that type of thing. But for yeah. me, I'm definitely going to work with a professional. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a couple, um, podcasts about podcasting and there's two individuals. Um, they don't come to mind, uh, unfortunately, but, um, I will make sure they're in the show notes um, with a link to their websites and their podcast, awesome. their websites is about starting podcasting. Um, one bit of advice mm -hmm. is that um, if you're doing um, a local interview, let's say you're inviting people, um, politicians, people in your local community um, that are doing interesting things, Probably the most simplest way to start is that is to use your phone, um, iPhone or Android. There are apps that allow you um, that will inter will record the interview and get some um, lapel mics. 
um, um, mm-hmm. that will join into one jack. Um, obviously, with the new iPhone, it's using a lightning connection. So um, you, you've got to keep that in mind. If you're using an older iPhone or Android, it will have a phone a earphone jack. And um, you can get them on Amazon where you have a lapel and it goes into one jack and then you can record both voices at the same time on uh, apps, on an app. And then you can export that in a format which either you get somebody to edit for you or you can even edit yourself if um, there's a, a free program called Audacity for the Mac and PC, which is freely available, and you can edit on that. Um, but there, there's a load, um, another resource is Fiverr, where you could find somebody to do your initial editing. Um, and um, mm-hmm. there's loads of resources, isn't there, Courtney? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There really, really are. So cool. I'll be pointing that That's what's the- so great about the industry. So, um, in general, how do you see the podcasting? Do you think they are, it's still growing? Are there still more and more people listening to podcasts? Oh, yeah. Every day. It definitely, the industry is always growing. Um, I, you know, just people are, obviously, the podcasting industry has been around for a while, but I think people are just starting to realize what a, what a business tool it is and that it's not just like, oh, you know, radio show you listen to in the afternoon, like it's actually a tool that you can use and you can do yourself, you know? And so, um, yeah, of course it's going to keep growing. I I think that any and every business could benefit from the podcasting industry in some way. And people are going to start realizing that more and more. Got a question, Robert? Yeah, I do. Uh, so you're saying, so, so we've, we've, we, we spoken, we've been speaking in generalities. I'm curious to know, and I may be putting you on the spot. I don't mean to, but it is, if you can come up with something, this is going to be a great plug for you. So I'm curious to know, do you, can, do you have <laughs> like a, like a quick verbal case study of one of your clients who have spoken to you about the results of actually doing podcasting or using your service or, or promoting themselves via a podcast? Because I know that John, this is his second podcast and he has one that's doing, that has helped him grow another business, but I personally have never played around with podcasts. I'm legitimately curious to know what the results have been for people that that are, that are doing it. So I have one client that comes to mind, Whitney, Whitney nicely, who, um, she, she does a lot of interviews. Um, and it's, she's great. She just has a great personality. She's super bubbly. She's in real estate investing. Um, and she coaches women to, to invest in real estate. Um, and so she's killing it. She's doing such a good, she's pulling in so many clients, but what she's doing that, that a lot of my other clients aren't doing is really maintaining the traffic that she gets from these interviews on her social media, you know, so how she connects with her audience through going live and you know what I mean? Like she's just got a great connection with her audience. And when she started doing these podcast interviews, she started really hitting it hard and like following like a formula, you know what I mean? For engagement and visibility, probably her own formula. Cause she's great. She's just awesome. And she, she's got it all figured out. You know what I mean? So, um, but it's, that's what she's doing. And she's really pulling in a lot of new clients off of the interviews, um, because she's just ex- establishing expertise and then maintaining the expertise down the road, you know? And so I, I tell people a lot of times you can go on, you can go on all kinds of big 
time podcast, but if you're not doing anything to maintain the traffic, they're not going to think of you again, you know? Right. So it's like, that's the biggest thing. And, and that's what she's doing. So, um, yeah, it's working really great for her. <laughs> I am, I am going to extrapolate for some of our audience, what those things might be, because I don't know who this is, but I can, I can tell you right now that, that if you're okay. going to do a podcast and drive a lot of traffic, like as soon as we drop this episode, a great way to follow that up is to do a couple of quick live feeds through Instagram or and then or Snapchat or nah probably Instagram and then post them to your Facebook page and kind of talk about the show that you did and you could do that a few different times with like a one minute vignette like where you're just really right. quickly saying hey I did this thing and then you say the link is down my page but connecting and nurturing your audience. Um, that's the one thing that I don't do a lot of because my, my website is built on static content, whereas Facebook Live focuses on right. today's experience. But I love the mm -hmm. concept of developing such a strong relationship with your audience that, that you've got um, something that they could tune into all the time if they wanted to. But as long as you had good messaging, it sounds mm -hmm. like Whitney does. Anyway, yeah. that's my thoughts. Like, I, I, okay. That you'd post yes. something to your Facebook page through Instagram and you, it could be very brief and then point to the larger piece of content. Yeah. Um, thanks for that, Robert. That was totally. great. Um, we're going we're gonna to end the podcast part of the show and Courtney's going to stay with us and answer a couple of questions uh, around um, being a woman and building a business um, and some of her experiences around that and also... Um, so which you'll be able to watch on the Mel Wright website with a full transcript of this interview. So, Courtney, to wrap, out, wrap up our audio um, interview, um, how can people contact you and find out more about you and your services? So uh, definitely the easiest way to get me on the phone and talk to me is to book an appointment with me, either through my Facebook Zippy Content or um, just go to my website, zippycontent.com and use the um, Get Started button. You can just book, a, book an appointment with me there, get me on the phone in a couple of days, and we can talk about just how we can work together and just get to know each other. That's great. Thank you so much for that. And Robert, how can people find out more about you? Go to inbound REM. That's uh, inbound, and then in R as in rabbit, E as in Edward, M as in Michael. And I am I am on uh, your site. And the call to action, guys, if you want to get in touch with Courtney, is to click the Start Now button, and that connects into her calendar. And then you can go ahead and click an, on a date and book an appointment with her. That's that's great. And thank you. Uh, Thank you. And if you need to find, if you want to find more about Mailwright and all the guest interviews that we've done, I think we've got a small univer university of information freely available to people that want to improve their real estate um, career and get more quality leads. We've got enormous and uh, now over 140 interviews from different experts and individuals in the real estate industry. And it's literally education in its own right. Uh, um, go to the MailRite website and learn more about our product. And you can directly contact me if you want to utilize MailRite. Um, and we'll see you next week where we have somebody with some great advice or insights to help you become a more successful real estate agent. We'll see you next week, folks.
So, um, Courtney, um, so what in general in business, what are some of the business um, lessons you've learned over the past four years in running the business? Now, obviously, you're a mother, you, you know, and you're also trying to build up a successful business. Are any kind of key tips or insights that come to mind? Yeah, absolutely. Um, balance, <laughs> balance, balance everything. You know, well, you can, that, you can work, work, work all the time. <laughs> yeah, you can work, work, work all the time. And then, you know, before you know it, the house is crashing in around you. You know what I mean? So um, the, the quickest way to success is make sure that you have balance in every area of your life. And, you know, you're, um, I mean, when I first got started, I was just working 12 hour days every day of the week. I was just, you know, almost obsessed. It's like your baby, your business, you know what I mean? And so I was just always, always on the phones, always working. And so something that I, I learned and that I think is helping propel me towards success is to, um, you know, give myself a break and make sure that I schedule time off, you know what I mean? And, and to just dedicate, you know, myself to other, other ways of blowing off steam and stuff. That's been, you know, when I just dedicate my, my life to work all the time, you get burnt out and it's like almost detrimental to business. <laughs> well, how do you, <laughs> for me anyways, that's something I've learned. I'm so, I'm somewhat <laughs> curious because you've, you've mentioned that your, your bio mentions and you've mentioned that you're, you're a mother. Um, how do I'm an entrepreneur too. And, uh, I have a crazy hard time. Like I have four rescued cats and, uh, a partner and that's crazy hard to balance. And I don't even have a kid. I've got mm-hmm. cats and, and a partner who's pretty understanding. <laughs> so I'm curious to know how in the world for sure, do for sure. the mother thing and do a 12 hour day on the business side. Like how does that even work? Well, um, I, I've definitely kind of learned how to time block in a way that still allows me to have time with my daughter throughout the day. So I don't, I, I block off my calls on my sales calls and stuff in our time blocks, but most of the time they only take 15, 20 minutes. You know what I mean? So I'm able to just kind of get through it pretty quickly and then, you know what I mean? Do what I've got to do to make sure that she's happy, play with her for a minute and then jump on my next call. You know, so that took me um, some trial and error to learn to where I can't just like load myself down with calls every 20 minutes and then not have time to do anything. That's like just not how it works for me. You know what I mean? So, um, that's been super important. Um, I'm, I mean, she's, she's grown up with me, you know, running a business. And so she's, she's very efficient a lot of the times with, you know, coloring and, you know, doing what she's got to do and she's really good. Okay. So I've, I've gotten really, uh, really lucky in that sense too. And I also have very patient people that work with me. <laughs> Luckily people are like, no, it's okay that she's screaming in the background. <laughs> so, well, I think, it's, I'm lucky I think there. it's part of the personal, the personal, uh, story. I think it's part of your, whether you, whether you intended it or not, it's, it's probably become part of your, your brand. I have, uh, for sure. Definitely. Like, part of my brand is that, that I like, that I'm an establishment in terms of real estate marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, speak, yes, here she comes. Okay. Hey, okay. Give me a second. Okay. I'm almost done. <laughs> okay. Um, I need to help her go yeah, potty. I think, I think yeah. she's been extremely patient. Thank you so much for coming on the show. 
And um, thank you thank so you much for help with the, some of the great guests that you found for the Mel Wright Show. It's much appreciated. Thank you guys so much for just being a valuable part of the network and for accepting our guests and, you know, helping me just nestle my way right into the industry. And it's been great. I, I look forward to working with you guys a lot longer. Oh, thank you very much. Right. Nice to meet you, Courtney. You too. Thanks, guys. Thank you.